Blog Talk Radio. Salutations to all of my wonderful intellectual rockers out there. What's going on, baby? It's Quita, a.k.a. Palatian Quita. And of course, welcome back to another episode of the Curvy Mel Head Show, where I bring you alternative sounds and multicultural opinions, of course. Now, let's kick, let's just get into it, shall we? Riot Talk, where I just bring forth what's been going on with me and the program and all that good stuff. So I am happy to announce that my program, The Curvy Melhead Show, you can now listen to it on the IndieAuthority.com. Shout outs to my newest homegirl, Lady Spitfire, the rest of the crew. There are so many phenomenal programs that are going to be on the Indie Authority. But if you are not able to listen in live Thursdays at 5 p.m., Central Standard Time here on Block Talk Radio. You can check it out at theindieauthority.com. I will make sure I have all the links posted, all that good stuff. Plus, also got to inform you as well, I have a Tumblr. So I have officially become a hipster now. So I have a Tumblr because I felt like Tumblr is always for hipsters. But that's a whole different conversation. Today's guest is somebody who I swear... This this kid has bars. Like, he has bars on top of bars on top of more bars. I mean, he spits better than the economy right now, okay? And who I'm talking about, of course, is P.D. Oh, he is just so awesome. And we're just going to kick off the show. Find out later <laughs> how I actually feel about the nominees for the 2015 BET Music Awards in the category for Best Female Hip-Hop Artist. Yeah, we were really going to get into it in the alternative beatdown. And also, find out why do kids need to be off their cell phones between the ages of 14 to 16. I know, it's a scary thing to see a tweenster without a phone. But let's kick off with our guest of honor here. Here is PD with Just You. I'm right. I'ma let you win this one. Your loving is just too good. 
something I can't give up You're my lover and my friend You're so real you don't pretend To be something that you're not You ain't nothing like these thoughts Girl I'm thankful I found someone like you If it wasn't for you I'd still be down You're the reason I got through A lot of hard times in my life You helped me put up a fight When I faded to the darkness You're the one who gave me life Girl I appreciate everything you do Everything makes sense when I look at you I fell for you fast My heart is no longer in two Baby girl you should come through We could light some candles up Pour some red wine in these cups Girl I'll let you spark this blunt So we could get high and get it on And get tipsy and have fun There's no doubt in my mind Baby girl you're the one Girl I only think about you There's nobody else it's just you Swear to you I'll always be true Girl, I gotta tell you Yes, I'm in love with you, babe Girl, I only think about you There's nobody else, it's just you Swear to you, I'll always be true Girl, I gotta tell you Yes, I'm in love with you, babe. My queen, my ride or die You became my whole life Feel so right, holding you all night Your body touching mine how about let's connect together How love when you come out the shower Dry yourself off and put on my sweater And a nice thong Damn girl you look so sexy From top to bottom It don't take much for you to impress me Why don't you put on that sexy lingerie that you got I'm about to touch you and kiss you And lick all over your body Start from the top Make my way down You making sounds Got me like wow, niggas is mad they don't got a girl like you I'm lucky I got a girl like you, I'll never take you for granted I can't imagine hurting you There's times we break up for like two days, then make up Girl, the makeup sex is so rough And you wonder why I can't get enough of that good stuff I can't, shit I can't even front Even though you make me nuts, it's just you I truly love Girl, I only think about you there's nobody else, it's just you Swear to you, I'll always be true Girl, I gotta tell you Yes, I'm in love with you, babe Girl, I only think about you There's nobody else, it's just you Swear to you, I'll always be true Girl, I gotta tell you Yes, I'm in love with you, babe
demand Tell your auntie got a part in me if I hide my hand Fuck what you heard, this shit is revolutionary Fuck what you heard, this is the last solution, Barry Me with the nerve, a 95 marksman So I can shoot this game until my trigger finger jam I see red flags I see blue flag I pick a color Then make sure I don't give you a pass You call it gang violence You call it living mad I called it life But now I'm like I fucking hate it bad And so we holla Fuck what you heard See we been down for too long Fuck what you heard We been tired of doing wrong If you got the nerve To man up and kill a man Then man up double time And shake that adversary's hand Bang featuring Kendrick Lamar with Party Nauseous. That should have been the name of LMFAO's last record, Party Nauseous, because when you listen to that, yeah, you you definitely need some Pepto-Bismol after a while. (laughs) Of course, Quita, a.k.a. Belasian Quita here. Welcome back, of course, to the show on this wonderful Thursday afternoon i mean the weather here in wisconsin i know that's my horrible midwesterner accent right there um it's beautiful i mean i spent like a good portion of my time just outside chilling you know relaxing a little bit but then there's sometimes where i'm like i don't want to get too brown then i'll be like invisible and then people will get scared of me when they see me walking down the street you know what i mean you know what i mean but before we get PD on, he's 
he should be on hopefully right no <laughs> i know he'll definitely be on i just love cracking jokes and everything but definitely once again thanks to lady spitfire and the indie authority so now it's the curvy metalhead show on the indie authority dot com so make sure wednesdays at noon you will listen to the recaps of this show so in case you're not able to listen to it now then you'll be able to listen to it later which is super awesome but let's get back into some more music here here is pd and this record i really enjoy this is say something featuring jay scribs and rachel hendrix here on the curvy Melhead show I 
followed you anywhere, did anything for you, but you just couldn't be true. And of course, that was PD's with Say Something. And we're not going to waste any time. We have PD on the line. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? No, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for coming on. I mean, what can I say about you that has not already been said? I mean, you you have bars for days, you know, and your music really is interwoven with your interpersonal experience. So, I I'm I was just excited to have you on cuz I was like after I heard your freestyles, I was like, okay, I have to have him on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. It feels really good to be on. Absolutely. So now, okay, so this is the main thing I, I was trying to kind of figure out because on your Twitter, it mentions that you, you know, you're rapping for New York, but then you have your roots in New Jersey. So do do sometimes people give you a hard time for that? Because I know, you know, the Jersey rappers versus New York rappers, even though you guys are like next door neighbors. It, what it is was I was actually born in New Jersey, but I was actually I was raised in New York. So I was like, I don't want to forget where I came from. But at the same time, this is New York is actually the city I'm representing right now. Yeah, and and I tell you, you you got a lot of rep to represent because I mean New York is known for you know the rap scene, and I, I would have to say, what is the most it's a complicated thing with you, you know, being an independent artist. Because I mean, the mainstream artists they have that backing. They have all, you know, all of the, um, the higher levels of different types of marketing. Like, what has been a challenge for you so far? I mean, it's definitely a challenge because when you, you know, don't have really a huge budget behind you, it's hard to do promotion and it's hard to get really get out there. But, you know, I have a lot of people that support me. I have my team. I have my manager. And we try our best to really, you know, get out there as much as we can and pay for the promotion we can pay for. Right. Because that, cause that was one thing I've noticed that with indie artists, um, the challenge has always been, you know, it's like, okay, you know, I want to make good quality music without having to, you know, compromise um, in order to, you know, to be seen. And I mean, clearly with you, you have not. I mean, even the song I just played was Say Something, you know. I, I just love how, you know, you're able to speak from your heart. And do you feel that's attributed to your background? Like, tell us more about that. Well, the Say Something song, I, was, I actually wrote my verse for my ex Walk alone. You want to say X five are separated right now, and it was just you know we've just been six years of on and off, and we finally had to let go of each other. And the way I deal with things is by writing, so that's something I wrote to just like to get off my chest. Right, and and how is that writing process like? Because it it just blows my mind with MCs. You know, I mean, rappers to me that term is more like you know commercial. To me, I feel like you're an MC because it it just it comes from your heart, but how is that process for you when it when in regards to when you're like, okay, these are the lyrics that I want to use versus something else? Well, it all it all depends on how how I'm feeling at the moment, you know. Because like I said, like the only way I can really release how I feel is by writing it down. 
So it all depends how I'm feeling at the moment of the situation and where I am. And from there, it just depends. Words just come out and it just flows. Like, I never get writer's block because it's just, it's, it's just, it just continuously just comes out and flows. Do you, like, physically write it or are you, like, because I know there's some, you know, there's just some MCs where they just, you know, they're like, okay, I don't want anybody else to take my bars, so I keep it in my mind. Oh, no, I, I physically write it down, but, like, when I physically write it down on a piece of paper... After, I'm so curious like, to know... One... No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, basically, once it's on the... Once I record it and it's on the track, that's it. Okay, so then it's just, you know, you finalize it. And now, do you use, like, a home studio? How is that, like, recording you know, process. So like after you're like, okay, these are, you know, this is what I want to say in this record. And then you want to, you know, record that. Yeah. I use the home studio. I do the recording myself. I do the mixing and mastering myself, everything I do on my own because but I, I don't, I personally don't like going to other studios because I feel like it's not going to be exactly what I want because when I try to go to other studios, they want to tell me, okay, you should do this and you should do that, and I, want, and I want you to add this, and they're mixing it the way they want to mix it and adding what they want to add, and it's like it's not really what I want. And then we all end up you know, kind of like not really arguing like that, but just like debating. So I'd rather just be in my own studio and do all the recording and like basically create what I want to create. No, that no, to me that makes a lot of sense cuz like that's how I feel too. Like I do you know my program in a home studio. So I I just think once you start mixing, it depends on who you work with, of course, but I feel when it comes to interpersonal songwriting and and that process, I personally feel the artist should be able to to do it themselves because then I feel that's that's how I could tell like all the songs I've listened to of yours I can tell that you know it's you putting the effort and not necessarily like you have this huge like entourage of people um that are in charge of of who you are definitely definitely yeah it's it's all me I write everything myself like it's all me I feel like if you like you let in someone else do most of the work or you know it's not yours it's not you and I feel like the best work comes from what you do yourself and it, and at the end it just feels so good because it's like I did this and I put this together now I'm curious to know because you seem like somebody who you know you're very open you know with what you write about are there certain things that you feel that rappers should keep off limits because of course, you know, with Big Sean, you know, he wrote the, you know, I don't fuck with you song. And, you know, that was kind of pretentious. And to me, I felt like um, it was very negative towards women. Um, and you have the song Just You, which I just, I love, 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 love. Um, so has that been like something where you're like, someone maybe wants you to write something or you want to write something and you're just like, you know what, I, I don't think I want to put that out there. What it really was, um... Me personally, the I Don't Have For You song, I like the song, and why I like the song is because I can relate to the song. You know, a lot of people get a little confused what the song is about and why he made that song. It wasn't really towards women of, like, disrespecting all women. It was more of a girl broke his heart, and 
that's his way of letting telling her, like, you know, I don't have to, I got a better girl now. That's what the song's really about. Like, I never, I never really, like, me personally, I don't think there are certain songs that shouldn't be put out or that should be put out because people are going to put out what they want to put out, how they feel. It's all about, at the end, you have to deal with the audience you bring in, and you're going to have to deal with the negative audience if they don't like it. You're going to have to deal with the image you're creating for yourself. Like how you said it feels like you feel like it's disrespectful. You personally think it's disrespectful to women. Now, that's basically making Big Sean, you know, giving him a bad image in your eyes. So it's basically all about the type of audience or who, you know, the type of audience you're trying to bring in. Now, the Just You song, actually, that's actually one of my personal favorites, too, so I'm glad you like that one. Yeah, because, see, I feel like there's a contrast. Like, see, you write songs. Like, if you wrote a song like that, I would get it, you know, because that's who, you know, who you are. And I understand that's who, you know, Big Sean is as well. Um, but I, I just feel sometimes when there's a string of these type of songs that come out, then I feel that there's no, like, I miss those days with, like, you know, LL Cool J and, like, the I Need Love. And, you know, there was a balance. There were songs that had that type of connotation of a message, like, okay, I want to mess with you, like you explained. But then sometimes I feel like there needs to be more of those feel-good songs. And that's yeah. where, for me, hip-hop has always been a struggle um, because we have people like KRS-One that are really speaking, you know, that voice of social change and really talking about real issues. So it's like sometimes with certain artists like that, I feel like, are they coming like from you, like it's coming from organic or is it just coming out of a way of, okay, I need to make this record in order to get attention. Definitely, definitely. You're right. You know? Absolutely right. That's where I get kind of that conflict. It's like, you know, I, I listen to so, like so many artists will, you know, send me things and be like, oh, this is really, you know, really good. But it's like, is it coming from your experience, or are you just saying that to say that? I mean, do you feel those type of those type of feelings sometimes um, in regards to the industry? Because I feel like with you, you're able to separate yourself because it's coming from real experience versus just coming oh, out yeah, of definitely. you know, I need to put this out there. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Like I feel like a lot of artists out there when they write music. They write music, like, they'll listen to other music and be like, oh, well, this type of music is hot right now, so this is the type of music I'm going to put out. Me, that's not, like, that's not something I do. Like, you have trap music. You know, a lot of people out here like trap music, but oh, you would never, ever hear a trap song for me because that's not what I do and that's not what I'm about. But a lot of people put it out. A lot of people write and put it out anyway just because they feel like, that's what's popular right now. So if I put this out, that's going to get me more notice and that's going to get me more. And to me, that's that's just being, you know, you're being fake to yourself if you're just putting out music because this is what you think people want to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I wholeheartedly agree um, with that. I'm curious to know what are some of your um, influences because I feel like you're not just, you know, hip-hop because anybody can say that. I feel like you have a lot of, you know, soul, and you have a lot of, even I can see a lot of country in you as well, because country is a, a genre that's coming from, you know, real experience. Oh, yeah. Um, I do have a, like, my main, 
like motivation. I mean, my main um is really J Cole. Like I listen to a lot of J Cole. I listen to a lot of Drake. I also listen to a lot of slows. Like I'm the type of guy I listen to slows, Boys to Men, Backstreet Boys. I listen to all types of music because when when you listen to all, like a lot of type of music, you get more ideas and you get more creative and like no exact you know. It's just a lot, like, when you stick to one genre of music, I feel like that's just, you know, all your music is going to sound the same, and it's just, that's all it's going to be. Uh, you can listen to, like, a mixtape or an album of mine, and you're just going to see how every song is different, how every song has a different meaning, and it's just, like, completely different, basically. That's, that's uh, as much as I try, I never try to stay in, the, like, stay the same, you know. I always try to switch it up and be different. Because I, one thing I don't want people to say is I sound like this rapper or I sound like that rapper. I want to, I want to just have my own sound, and I feel like I have that right now. Oh yeah, compared to what's out right now, <laughs> I, I would definitely. I know people will probably say, "Oh yeah, she's being biased." No, seriously, yeah, you are separating yourself um, because, well, like you mentioned earlier. You know, you put your production in your own hands. You have a great team. Uh, Shout-outs to uh, Artist Reach um, for really working with an artist and really getting them going. Because I think the industry is just full of sometimes people who will clown you, especially hip-hop, I, I mean, to be honest, um, and not give you the right um, direction. Because you have to be level-headed if you want to be successful. I mean, we've seen what happens, you know, when you're not level-headed in this industry. And, I mean, to be honest, Chris Brown, you know, a lot of artists like that have had to go through that process of falling off and then regaining, um, you know, some type of reputation. But that's why I respect you, because you at least are honest with what you put out there. And then on top of that, you're honest with what you say. And I think that's what separates you from the rest of these people out here, to be honest. Thank you. That, that means a lot because that's exactly what I try to do and what I try to, like, let people understand exactly what I do. And they get definitely shout out to Artist Race because they have been great and they have helped me a lot. It's yeah, really I, I, I really like them, you know, and what they do because, I, I mean, for me personally, if I was an artist, you know, to have that foundation being like, okay, this is what is expected. You know, these are the behaviors and certain things that you have to do, um, how to be a well-rounded professional, you know, because, I mean, it's one thing you have talent, but it's like how do you, you know, package that in a way that is representing yourself but at the same time is marketable. You know, would you ever consider, like, going overseas as well? Because that's really, to me, where the hip-hop market is now. I see a lot of artists, you know, go over there and blow up, and then they come back and then blow up here. Oh, yeah, I would definitely go overseas. You know, I'm like I'm a person, I like taking risks. I like taking chances. So I feel like when opportunity, when opportunity comes to me, I, I take it especially when it's a really good one, I take it. So I feel like life is too short to be afraid of, well, if I do this, like, I just, I feel like I just got to, I'm I'm, not, I'm just not afraid to take risks. 
let's talk about your fashion because I always am interested in men's fashion because it, I mean, it changes a little bit, but it stays the same. Like, how do you want people stylistically to know, like, okay, this is PD, you know, this is what I represent visually? <laughs> well, um, what do you mean? Like, you want to be like the way, like, the type of clothes I wear? Yeah, because that, that's always been, it's always been interesting to me. Like, you know, women, of course, you know, we all want to, you know, look like Beyonce or Nicki Minaj or Gaga or something like that. <laughs> I mean, me personally, the way I dress now is casual. You know, I'm just casual. I just, I just, I think I'm just average. You know, I don't try to really bling or have where all these chains or shine on, I you know, to me, I'm just average. And I don't wear, I don't try to wear the most expensive clothes at all. And even when I start making money off music, I'm going to stay the way I dress because I don't want to, I just don't want to be that person. I don't want to, I just, that's just me. I just really don't want to be that person. So I mean, I just want to stay the same, you know. No no black street, no no. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't, I'm only only into the whole black diamonds and all that stuff. Me, I I just rather... Wear a nice, small little necklace. You know, no, that's no, that's chain. refreshing though. <laughs> that that's very refreshing. I'm like, if I see another rapper out here with two hundred thousand dollar chain, I'm done. <laughs> oh my god, that kills me. Um, a little secret thing about me, I am a bit when it comes to money. I, I'm a bit cheap when it comes to certain stuff. Like when I see people, like oh my god, like have like my girlfriend and she says stuff like oh. Getting my nails done, I'm going to pay like sixty dollars for her nails, and I'm like, "You're crazy." <laughs> I, like sixty dollars for nails that you're going to, are you sixty dollars for nails that you're going to change in two weeks? You're crazy. Oh, it is, but but see, that's the thing I always tell guys is when it comes to um, women and you know and our maintenance overall. Um, when they take on, especially female artists, when they do take on a female artist. You gotta add a lot more to the budget just because of those little little things. Like a guy can, to be honest, to a certain extent, depending on the artist, like he can be a little bit more loose. Like I, I remember, like Childish Gambino, you know, like he was very, you know, average with his um his fashion. He really kind of started that trend again of, you know, you don't have to look like a million bucks. But I think sometimes with women, we set sometimes a ridiculous standard to look that way and we have to keep it that way so and when a woman goes into a salon yeah they're going to charge us more because they know that we're going to want something probably that's going to be a little bit more extensive rather than you know someone just coming in and getting a regular cut or a fade or something like that oh definitely it's like when a guy's getting ready to go to an event it's all he really buys is jeans sneakers Shirt, girls, his nails done, hair done, new makeup, new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely a lot more. So, so I feel like having a female artist is definitely a lot more to spend. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, two two part question for you. Of course, I ask everybody this, but okay. what are you going to be doing in the future? You know, projects and all of that. And then, what advice will you give? to people who want to get into this industry because like I've always mentioned the entertainment industry is crazy 
it's not so easy to have continuity and and I feel like you are a clear example of that cuz I mean for being, you know, you're still young and you have so much maturity and knowledge, you know, I'm definitely interested in what you have to say in regards to that. Well, that's well for future by now I have a mixtape that's going to be dropping June 28th. The name of the mixtape is called Still Moving. Basically, why I named the mixtape Still Moving is just basically, you know, no matter if life knocks you down, no matter what obstacles come in your way, just keep it moving and just don't stop. Keep doing what you're doing. And I actually have a music group called IOD, and I have one of um, my partner. His name is Jay Scribbs. He was on the Say Something song with me. He's coming out with a mixtape of his own, too. And at the end of the year, we're doing a collab mixtape called Underground Madness. So I have a couple, so there's a couple projects that we have coming out. I'm actually opening for Fred the Godson tomorrow, tomorrow night in Manhattan. And the advice I have for artists is just keep doing what you're doing, keep grinding, stay humble, don't stop. And don't take every, and this is the most important part, don't sign any record deal when it just comes to you. I've done that two or three times, and it all ended bad. Because hmm. someone will come to you. Yeah, someone will come to you, and they'll say, hey, you're so good, you're nice, and you can blow up just to get you to sign a contract. And your mind, and your mind is going to be like, oh, my God, a record deal, and you don't really think about it, and you take it. So I've been through it before, and it didn't end well. And I told myself I'm going to be very careful with anything I sign now. Now I was young, and I learned from it. So that's really my advice to any new artist that's trying to make it out there. Thank you for mentioning that, because I think a lot of times, you know, people think that you know a record deal equals success, um, but it doesn't always negate to that because it all depends on the people that are around you. And working with you. Oh, yes. I mean, I signed with a label called Manifest Records, and we put a whole album together that's on iTunes called Pass the Mic. And basically, I did not know what I was signing, and I'm actually getting no earnings from the sales because I didn't really pay attention to what I signed. I was just happy to get a deal. That's that's so, truly un- unfortunate. Yeah, so this industry is very messed up and a lot of people will look to screw you and they got to remember when people come to you they they look at every artist as just property you know just something to invest in they don't that's all they really look at basically you're just something to invest in and trying to make money off of that's why you got to be very careful with who you work with or who you sign with absolutely and how can people get in touch with you social media um, when that mixtape comes out, I'm going to be putting that on my car. I'm going to be blasting that like Spitfire. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on Facebook. Just search Bermuda PD, B-E-R-M-U-D-A, P-E-E-D-E-E. You'll find me on Twitter, YouTube. All you got to do is search Bermuda PD. And my mixtape will be dropped on datpiss.com. The link will be everywhere. Absolutely. PD, I like, like I said... From the beginning, thank you so much for setting a good example for these young people of color out here 
You know, there's a lot of craziness that's been going on, you know, all over the country. And you're living proof that, you know, you can keep your head straight. And, you know, we all make mistakes and everything, but you can keep your head straight and do the right thing. And I, I really appreciate yep. that. Definitely, definitely. Definitely. And hopefully I could get to Wisconsin one day and do a couple shows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be up in there embarrassing you, though. No. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know you. Well, definitely thank you for having me. It was really great talking. Yes, absolutely. And you enjoyed this weekend, man. I'm going to eat till I'm sick. Oh, this weekend's going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Take it easy. You too. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. And as you heard it first here, that's PD. Please make sure to go on all his social media, especially Twitter, at Bermuda underscore PD. I tell you, when it comes to hip-hop, you know, I'll be honest. Sometimes I have a love-hate relationship, and it's due to intellectualism. There are many times when, you know, rappers, you know, because they're commercial, so they think they're better than everybody else, But true MCs are people like PD. They represent, you know, for the local. They represent for anybody who feels they've been disenfranchised. And and they represent the underdogs. And that's why I really enjoy underground hip-hop. Because it is the roots. It's the foundation, honestly, of all that commercial stuff you see on TV. So to the young people out there, if you say you really know hip-hop, study the underground. You'd be surprised what you find out. So let's get back into these tunes, shall we, before we get into our alternative beatdown where, you know, I give you all the good news and I spill the tea for days. This is a band that I just greatly, greatly admire. And I know I sound so biased, but I really admire all the bands and and all the songs I play on this program. I, I just greatly enjoy it. This is a great band. They're called Forest Wars. Please make sure... Check out their album. It's called Like Leaks. It just came out. It's just absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's just ambient music. You got some power of violence going on. And this is an album that you definitely have to check out, especially if you're a Midwesterner and you're looking for some good Ohio metal progression. Let me tell you, you'll want to listen to that. Here is Running on Empty Me and You here on the Curvy Metalhead Show. Last night Took a lifeline Run Searching for a place To walk the
And of course, that was four minute favorite K-pop band with Crazy. And of course, welcome back to the Curvy Metalhead Show here on IndieAuthority.com. Of course. So let's get into our alternative beatdown where I just give you a news wrap of all different delicious goodies. Of course, you also heard from One Time Mountain with Venomous. These are some fine white chocolate daddies. So for those of you who are not familiar with the Quito lingo, white chocolate daddy or white cocoa daddy stands for sexy white men. And there are some sexy white men in this band. And I think there's a one... Well, I think there's one Asian guy, too, so shout-out to all the sexy Asian guys, too. If I was wrong about your race, please, like, correct me, but you know how it goes. Uh, but, yeah, great, great band. Oh, I love the song. Yeah, I was just, I was totally feeling them. And then, of course, earlier you heard Aspects with Sailor's Tale, also a great band hailing from Budapest. So, shout-out to all my sexy Hungarian men out there, hashtag living for you omg no uh but yeah just absolutely fantastic and one thing that i have really been trying to do is work on my weight loss it has just been an up down battle like always especially for women out there it's really hard so what i decided to do is check out this brand that's called zokaiva nutritionals and they have this tea that's called the skinny vanilla gourmet rubos tea and this is a caffeine naturally caffeine free tea and it actually has a really nice natural vanilla aroma to it and I just drank this and it's supposed to help with weight management and I think it may work for me because I don't feel like really hungry anymore like how I usually would feel like I want to like eat everything in sight but yeah definitely check them out uh shout outs definitely go to Heidi um Tate um, for, she's fantastic. Uh, she was nice enough to, um, she sent me a card with the order that I made. So I'll definitely be reaching out to her and getting some more of this tea and it's a loose leaf tea. So you got to make sure you actually get a loose leaf tea brewer. So that way you don't have all the flakes and you're not like drinking, um, the actual (laughs) loose leaves, um, period. But yeah, there has been some really like interesting news going on, especially in the world of makeup. I was really happy. Shout out to all of my British people, all of my English people out there in the UK. Um, they have a great makeup brand that I wish they would carry here in the US. It's called W7 Cosmetics. And I ended up getting this palette for like $7. Like, can you believe that with free shipping from like the eBay? Awesome. And this is called the In the Night Up and Smoke palette. It's awesome. It's just all like smoky grays and stuff because I know many of you rockers out there like looking as emo and melancholy as possible so if you want to look melancholy definitely get your hands on this W7 Cosmetics up in smoke palette no (laughs) I know all the emos are like oh we're so mad but you know that's just how it goes you gotta speak your mind you know what I mean so let's get into these BET award nominations this is coming from womenofhiphop.com I cannot believe these. Uh, okay, so for best collaboration, we have August Alcina featuring Nicki Minaj with No Love Remix. 
I'm just sick of Nicki Minaj. I just feel like she's an overrated MC. I liked her in the beginning when she didn't look fake to me. But overall, I'm just sick of her. She's on every record, every cameo. She's like Drake with tit. It's just absolutely just absurd. And then here is the best female hip-hop artist category. So we got Isaiah Banks. We got Def Loaf. We got Iggy Isaiah, Nicki Minaj, of course. Major eye roll on that one. We have Tink and Trina. I will say that this year they actually did a pretty decent job diversifying it. But when are we going to get Honey Cocaine? Fantastic Asian MC. Love her to death. When are we going to get Snow the Product on this list? When are we going to get any other MCs besides Nicki Minaj and Iggy Azalea? They're not representing what the whole like female rap community. And when are we going to get 3D Natid on this list? Like, seriously, she should have won multiple times. Her mixtapes are not only solid, but she is an actual lyricist. She actually has bars. You know what I mean? But I will say I am glad to see Isaiah Banks on here um, because I really feel she is probably one of the very few female MCs on the mainstream front. This is just my personal opinion right now that she's actually stepping outside of the box. I mean, that 1991 EP, if you have not had a chance to listen to that and her full-length CD, which is called Broke with Expensive Taste, whether you like what she has to say, social commentary or not, this girl is super talented. And I think that the U.S. is not, the American market overall is not giving her a chance. So I would definitely predict, personally, I know Nicki Minaj or Iggy Isela will win this. But if if Isela Banks wins this, this really shows that female, you know, hip-hop is in the right direction. Of course, for video of the year, Nicki Minaj and Akanda, that is probably the most overrated video. It's like, okay, black women with big butts, this is nothing new. You know what I mean? Uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. And then, of course, in the category for Coca-Cola's Viewer's Choice Award, there's Def Loaf with Try Me. I think that's her okay single. She has better singles out there than that. And, of course, Nicki Minaj featuring Drake, Lil Wayne, and Chris Brown with Only. I am so sick of hearing this on Wisconsin radio. It is just so annoying. And, of course, Nicki, we know you didn't sleep with Lil Wayne. No one cares about that. Let's move on. And, of course, Nicki is featured again, Race Murder, featuring Nicki Minaj and Young Thug with Throw Some More. Throw Some More. Really? Really? <sighs> You know, it, it drives me crazy. This is a little side tangent before we get on to our next story here. I have to say that a couple of days, well, no, actually yesterday, I got called a coon by another um, African-American person. And what I want to say is this, like, there's nothing wrong with the ratchet rap out there. If that's what you like, cool. But I think it's really time for people of color, especially in the African-American community, to really step up to a higher level of intellectualism and start making bars like KRS-One, start making bars like Jean Grey, you know, and start really talking about social economical issues besides talking about, oh, look how much money I have. And to call another black person a coon, really, is, is just the most offensive thing. And, and I just want to say, you know, to all the people out there, regardless of race, you know, we all got to step together and make better decisions. And not only the quality of our music, but what we're really presenting to the next up and coming generations that are coming up. I, I just think that is so vital. This is also coming from in the world, of course. 
of Asian Entertainment. This is from AF.net. Belevenet Michelle Yi donated $100,000 to a special school in Tibet. So a few days ago, Michelle Yi, she actually, or yay, pardon me, yay, um, donated $100,000 to a special school. And they were so nice in order to show their gratitude they ended up, you know, doing a wonderful choreograph, a choreographed dance. Sorry, I'm talking wrong today. You know, one of those days when you're like super tired, you know what I mean? Um, but they ended up do- doing this beautiful dance for her. And she also um, talked to some of the teachers and the students, you know, and if there were any issues that she would be there for them. That shows that she has a benevolent heart. Okay. And what that means is that She is just so grounded and so humbled. And I just think that that is what these stars need to act like. Our American celebs, and this star, she's from China, um, our American celebs, well, some of them, you know, they use philanthropy as a way of being, you know, popular. It's a way of being cool. Because if you're an activist, and I put that in huge quotes, that makes you like relevant and makes you cool. And then everybody wants to, you know, be interested in you when sometimes you just do things out of the goodness of your heart to help others. So I just want to thank Michelle for really stepping up to the plate and, and doing that. And this is from, of course, dailymail.co.uk. I tell you, uh, the UK has got some ratchet news. Let me tell you here. This story is absolutely crazy. White wife of black NFL player says that she was repeatedly harassed over her interracial relationship at the Wolf of Wall Street style investment forum. So Philippa Oye says that co-workers at Manhattan investment firm DeVere Group told her, I think it's disgusting when white women go out with black guys. So she is married to a British um, Olympic athlete and also 49, 49ers uh, defensive end, Lawrence um, Okay, Okay, pardon me, Okoye, there we go. <laughs> you know, even myself being African, these names can be horrendous sometimes. So this is what her boss allegedly told her. How many cheerleaders has your boyfriend F today? He's probably F the whole cheerleading squad by now. So saying that, you know, fucking today and fucking the whole cheerleading squad by now. So she is suing over the claims that she was demoted and fired when she complained about the harassment. And the DeVere group has called the claims false and said to uh, Miss Okie um, that she is a disgruntled former employee who was fired for legitimate reasons. Now, here is my issue with this story. First off, why is it such a big deal that a white woman is going out with a black guy? This has been going on for g- multiple generations, okay? This this has gone on, I mean, even, like, for me, I'm Ghanaian and also Liberian, so I actually found an archive photo of a Ghanaian woman with a white man. So interracial unions are nothing new. The reason why it's an issue for some people is because it's, for some reason, people think of it as like a mind trip, like it's not built into it's, as weird as I know this is going to sound crazy, but this is what some people believe that is not wired in our DNA, apparently, to like someone of a different racial group. 
Like we're not like black people should be with blacks, whites with whites. And if you step out and do something that is interracial, which is not a big deal at all, then for some reason people consider that to be abnormal. So I'm like, you know what? First and foremost, this girl is beautiful, and if they're happy, they should be happy. You know, I'm, and I'm just talking to, you know, Miss Okie here, is that, you know what, you need to move on. You're successful. Your husband's successful. And there are plenty of places, girl, that there are a jo- there's a job for you out there. There is no need for you to make such a big deal out of this because, you know what, that's going to affect your relationship. That's just me, though. That is just it's ridiculous to me, you know, absolutely ridiculous. And finally, and this is also coming from the Daily Mail, and there's so many interesting, like, international news stories. I think sometimes, you know, some Americans, we get so fixated on just focusing on American news that we need to really realize there's a lot out there, okay? Even here in America, there's a lot of culture out there you know, besides what's in your state, you know, and that this is very typical for a lot of Wisconsinites. If you're from Wisconsin, and you're listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But this story is about why smartphones should be illegal for kids that are either 16 well, 16 and under. So this is an opinion article from Sarah Vine. I've, I always enjoy her articles because they're very thought provoking. So in the article, there is there was a study that was conducted that mobile phones actually have a very serious detrimental effect on the performance of children ages 14 to 16, especially those from disadvantaged backgrounds. And what I found really interesting in this article is the fact that, like, it is true. I mean, there are kids, you know, like, there are parents. Let's backtrack here. There are parents who are using technology as a way of babysitting their kids. Now, there is a huge detrimental effect to this because what tends to happen is then the kids become hooked on the device and it becomes their social application. And this is why we have this generation now that's growing up partially because you have some that are still, you know, very social, very outgoing. But then there's also this other part of children that are not introverted because some kids are introverted, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there, there, there are some kids that are just really socially awkward, and it's due to the technological um, application. So this is just my view if I ever did become a parent, okay? First and foremost, you have to have a balance between human face-to-face contact and technology. Will I have a PlayStation, you know, who knows at that time, PlayStation 7 or 10? Absolutely. Do I want my kids to be involved with geek culture? Great. If they're not, that's that's okay too. If they listen to rock, that's awesome. But I still want to make it as a parent to make sure that my kids are comfortable to come to me to be able to have that face-to-face communication. If they are using Facebook to talk to their friends about problems that I should be conducting and helping as a parent, then that's when technology becomes abusive. And then that's when technology becomes something that is very detrimental to a kid's growth. And I've seen this, okay? A clear example of this is the MMO culture, the MMORPGs, which stand for Massively Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Games. In Asia, it has become an epidemic to, uh, to, I would say, to certain proportions that there are some children that just get sucked into these games and you got to have balance, 
a true social life is being able to communicate with others and working on things like your public speaking and networking and all that type of stuff. And then coinciding that using the technology to enhance that. I would not have this program right now if it was not for the technology that many wonderful inventors created in order for me to do this online. So I just wanted to really talk about that because it's a very interesting story. Um, because to me, I feel that technology can be used for advancement for children, especially children who learn differently. Not everybody you know, is able to, you know, learn just from reading and writing. Sometimes if you have it electronically in front of them, it changes the composition for them and thus they're able to learn more. This is something for those of you, of course, who are listening, of course, on um, the Indie Authority. I am currently in grad school. I just completed my first year um, in student affairs, which is also known as student personnel administration. And my concentration is actually in studying multiculturalism and how to use entertainment studies or media studies in the classroom to make sure that students are able to relate to certain complicated topics, but from a more simplified point of view using media. Because it's so interesting how you can connect media um, to this topic, because a lot of times, too, parents, you know, when they see that we and the kid wants it, they just get it. But they don't understand that, you know, games like for the PS4, there are some that are really violent. There are things. So it, it's really good to have that kind of conver open-ended conversations and even sometimes, like, you know, watching what your kids play because it, it just it, it gives them that comfort to know that they can trust you. And that is very vital, especially when kids reach their teenage years. Uh, because when when they become a teenager and you do things that are considered kind of uncool, um, then that's where some parents tend to lose that circle of trust. You still got to discipline your kids, but discipline them in a way where they understand where it's coming from and that they can trust you and that you are protecting them. A lot of times teenagers can be a pain in the butt. So shout outs to all of the parents out there who's got these tweensters, man, these kids that are like 10 to like, you know, 18 years old, they can be a pain in the butt. They can be little snots too, you know, but it's all about discipline and how you raise your kids. You know, that's, that's so vital, but I could go on about that all day long. All right. Let's get back to these jams here. I got some good music for you. Uh, shout outs to RuPaul's Drag Race cast of RuPaul's Drag Race season seven. It is now done, honey. And I'm so glad because season seven was the most boring season I've ever watched. Whew, it was bad. But here's a girl from the previous season, season six. I love her. Oh, so talented. Here's Adora Delano, and I got a good mix for you. We got some DTF up in here. Okay, here on the Curvy Metalhead Show. I'm reading six foot three, more like five two. Damn. 
got that bomb dick, not a total waste. Don't wanna meet your mom, such an epic fail. Order up your bride from the fucking mail. And your profile pic is not even you. I'm reading six foot three, more like five two.
cada rincón de mi mente Cada latido de amor de mi corazón Es un te amaré siempre mi amor Yo soy sol para mí
And that's what we call a fret burner here at the Curvy Bell Head Show. We're winding down. We got nine more minutes left, people. So how you doing, Quita? Of course. I was so blessed. I, I just I just every time I do this show, it's like a blessing for me. And I'm just so grateful um to God for that, you know? And uh I, I'm just uh, I'm so speechless today. I gotta thank PD, of course, for coming on the program, pardon me, 
And also, I got to give a shout out to my girl, Christy, of course, from Artist Reach. Justin, of course, from Artist Reach for allowing me to even talk to him in the first place. So for those of you, of course, new, because, of course, you're listening to this program on Wednesdays at noon or right now, uh, I do something called Food for Thought, where I just want to leave you with something that has purpose and meaning and just something for you to just think about. So while I was talking to PD, he mentioned something about how sometimes people take connotations in the wrong way. And I personally have been guilty of this many, many times of how if you meet someone, you know, and you just look at them, you're just like, okay, it's time to go in the judging mode. But a lot of times there are things that people don't reveal and it's due to the fact that, you know, they've been through a lot. And you wouldn't see that by looking at them. So I think it's always important, whether you're starting a relationship with someone or even if you're, you know, you're starting a friendship with someone, always take the time to put the shoe on the other foot. You know, sometimes like in the interview we had, you know, talking about Big Sean, there are many times where people think, you know, Big Sean is a dick. And other times, actually, Big Sean is a really good guy. He actually... You know, the first paycheck he got, he went and took care of his family with that. So there are two sides to every person. Always remember that. And always make sure that you take the time, especially I'm going to be talking in the future uh, episode about relationships because that's something that I have had so much pain and agony and suffering with that I would just love to share You know, some of those things. So just always give people the benefit of the doubt. My food for thought for today. And I am moving from WordPress to Tumblr because it's just so much easier. So you can find this and all the other archive episodes on Curvy Metal. That's C-U-R-V-Y Metal, M-E-T-A-L dot Tumblr dot com. Okay. And, (laughs) okay, no, (laughs) but besides that too, you can listen on Wednesdays at noon for the archive of today's episode on the IndieAuthority.com because I can't talk today. It's been a long day, all right? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And I'm also on Twitter at Curvy Metal. Check me out on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash Curvy Metal. And I have a Pinterest. I know I am a social media whore. It's horrible. Pinterest.com slash Curvy Metal. Also, check out the Indie Authority on Facebook. Check out the Indie Auth. So it's Indie, I-N-D-I-E, and then off A-U-T-H for our Twitter as well. So you can listen to me and all the other wonderful programs. Because I'm not going to be here and be a selfish girl, okay? I'm not Kesha, all right? I'm not going to just keep it to myself, okay? I just want to tell everybody, thank you to my newest followers, to the newest supporters of this program. Grateful to Lady Spitfire once again. I know I've said her name multiple times, but this woman has really changed my life for the better and giving me an opportunity to expand this program. I am forever grateful to each and every one of you, my intellectual rockers, my minions, gay, straight, Christian, whatever faith. Thank you for your support because that means so much to me that you would just 
allow this fat Midwestern girl from Wisconsin to have a voice and to have something that I truly enjoy. So like always, remember to stay classy and don't be trashy. And I got a good song for you. We we gotta we gotta really, really leave this show with a bang. And I'm not talking a little bang. I'm not talking a small bang. I'm bringing you the streets, baby. Here is my girls, Cam and China, with that favorite Mexican currency, pesos. Nigga, we bout them pesos, nigga Bitches do what I say so, nigga No time 